You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to AfterBuzz TV's After Show for Once Upon a Time. This is Season 3, Episode 7, called Dark Hollow, and I'm your host, Kathy Kelly. Joining me to discuss this evening's episode is Tiana Hobson. Hello, everyone. I'm not, I am paying attention. I'm just tweeting some people back. <laughs> <laughs> and across the table, Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. Finally, she is not engineering, so I she know. can give Yay. all of her sense, Yay. not just two of them. Yes. <laughs> and then Keaton Markey. Hi, Thanks you guys. Thanks in this week again. So good to be back. Love <laughs> doing this show. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Tonight we got so many reveals. There were so many things that happened. I'm bummed we only got to watch it once because... Once. Huh. <laughs> um, but... There, it's like my mind exploded because yeah. of all the things that we learned tonight. Uh, the others, uh, just Pandora's box, all these things, ridiculous. So Who's overall thoughts of the episode. Oh my goodness, I, I was so excited and when I first watched this episode, I freaked out and no one was there to like, <laughs> to share my excitement. But I mean, Steven saw me. But she this freaked is out. such so <laughs> yeah. I I completely agree with you. I just I mean, we us three watched it together and we were like screaming every like commercial break. We we're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, and like <laughs> like re- revelations that we were getting like right before they would happen, yeah. and then we were like. A lot of mind-blowing moments, and it was a lot of fun compared to last week. I mean, we can say yeah. it. The second that the others, the two guys of the others, started speaking, Tiana was like, That's Michael and John! <laughs> the accents gave it away, we and all yeah. just got chills. It was amazing. Yeah, it was kind of fun. At first, I was like, who are these... Hipsters. These crazy hipsters <laughs> coming into Storybrooke. And then they started talking, they heard the accents, and I was like, oh my gosh, Michael and John. And I was actually right about I something. Lo- I love how you London to Minnesota, though, kind of... I, I, I love how you just called them the Minnesota. others, because that's what like the, the group on Lost was called. They were called the others oh, that were well, that's on what the they, island. That's what they called them um, in tonight's episode as well. So there are a lot of, I mean, this episode, we say every single week that there are so many nods to Lost, but mm-hmm. this week especially, I mean, there were... I can't even count how many references they had. They had a Star Wars reference in there, which yeah, we know Kitsis yeah. and Horowitz are huge fans of, and Disney just acquired, so it's very timely. Um, yes. But, I mean, let's start with tonight's episode. Just, we kick it off with a thing that says five days ago, and we get a little recap of when the Save Henry crew went on the Jolly Roger to Neverland, and we get Belle's side of the story. But it starts out, we also get uh, Rumple and Regina. They tell Ariel to take something back to Storybrooke, give it to Belle. Don't tell Ariel what to do with it, but Belle will know. Uh, Rumple obviously has a lot of trust in Belle at this point, 
and um, Ariel only has 24 hours with this bracelet to work. She gets her voice back from Regina, and Regina <clears throat> says, you just have to trust me that after you complete this task, I will help you get to Eric. Thank so, if he likes. That's a lot of trust for someone who left her voiceless for... 20-something years. I feel like Ariel's a new Snow. Snow is being a super Debbie Downer recently. Actually, ever since Ariel got in, introduced. And Snow's the new Aurora. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and, like, Ariel, every little thing, she's all, like, happy time. Like, even when they're, like, trapped in that chair, she's such a positive thinker. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like it because Mary Margaret, she's she's seems like she's lost a lot of hope. Well, yeah. you got to think about it. Ariel's still so ignorant to the real world, to mm-hmm. um, to humans. And, like, she's kind of like that, that muggle that doesn't really know anything about the magical world. <laughs> you call world. her a muggle? <laughs> Harry Potter reference. So, but so you can understand her naivety and her mm-hmm. ignorance, which is <laughs> what's still a gun? Happy. You can use it, and I don't care. And that's not just because I don't, I don't know, know what it is. Exactly, it will kill you. It will, mm-hmm. it will hurt a lot, and it will kill you. I like when she was in the shop, and she goes, "Look at this stuff." And I just kind of was like, isn't it neat? Wouldn't this make my collection complete? Let's harmonize on that. Great. How do you harmonize with off-key? Yeah. <laughs> they, they did have less lines, though, this episode that were completely yeah, pulled from Disney pulled from. movies, which I appreciated. The ones that were, though, were very subtle. They weren't in your face like last episode, where it kind of border it was borderline cheesy. Mm-hmm. But this episode, it was the right amount. Yeah. Last week, I think they were having a competition in the writer's room like how many references can we get in one episode right now and who can come up with the best one yeah we're just gonna put them all in everyone put your choices in and we're gonna include everything (laughs) well this story is definitely straying away from the original hans christian anderson because in my mind ariel didn't go to another land and then had legs and then didn't have legs and then had legs again and then (laughs) Had to find Pandora's box that just came out of nowhere. But anyways, so tonight's episode, Storybrook and the others. Let's talk about that for a minute. Belle is crying because of the Save Henry crew leaving on the ship. Everyone in Storybrook runs out and is all happy because they're like, they saved us. And happy tears. Belle is crying because she's like, no, Gregory and Tamara took Henry and everyone went on the boat and I have to stay here and cloak Storybrook. And Rumpel's gonna die. (laughs) For half a second when they ran up screaming like they saved us, I was like, from what? (laughs) You know? Because it just felt like it had been so long. And I was like, why are you guys still on, like, there's... They've been in Neverland for five days now, and, like, there's so much happening. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of nice to be brought back to that moment because at first, you know, I was like, save from what? Oh, yeah, okay, go back to the end of the last season. I'm I, there now. I almost <laughs> wish we would have gone back to Storybrooke earlier in this season just because, like, I did completely forget. They've only been there for five days. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just seemed like too much... Are too too long to just be in Neverland without going back to Storybrooke and giving us a little taste of it. That would have been so confusing, though, on our timeline to see, um, you know, these things happening mm-hmm. instantaneously. I don't know. It just it would have been more confusing. It's yeah, weird to I think agree. that Ariel came in that same day that they left on the Jolly Roger in Storybrooke. No, time. no, no. It was five, days like five, days five days later. Five days later. Because they because they went back to but Neverland. Th- they said today. I thought that. Stor- like just five days later. No, but Neverland, the time was 
stopped everywhere else because Neverland time stops, right? Yeah. No, time yeah. continues in, everywhere else. In Neverland, time yeah. is like so that's why people don't age in Neverland. That's why they stay young. Oh, and so they so the beginning it said five days ago, and that and was that part. Works. And then when they went to um, Neverland, it said today. And so mm-hmm. then that's when she got the thing from Rumple and then came back. So it's been five days. And they even referenced it when Belle was sitting at Granny's and kind of sulking. They were like, I mean, yeah. it's been five <laughs> okay. days and mm-hmm. haven't okay. heard anything. That's gotcha. like your fourth burger. You that's confusing. Yeah. See, if they had gone back to Storybrooke, I just would have been confused. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, think yeah. I, I think we would have been confused either way because we saw at the beginning of last season, season two, when they got caught in the two different worlds and kept going back and forth. We, mm-hmm. we were confused then so i think either either time you, if you're going to do it again at the beginning of this season we're still going to be confused, confused yeah. yeah so they have to enact this cloaking spell that essentially puts a dome over storybrook and would make it impossible for anyone to find uh rumple tells ariel who tells bell that the others are coming and we have this scene where the others are in this car and they just get through as the cloaking spell is enacted. Um, the spell was obviously enacted by they went into the mines and um, they had to find fairy dust. And then we got that, so that great came- line of no time for whistling. <laughs> we just got to work. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they had to have fairy dust to um, have this this dome cloaking spell enacted. But the others get through right as the the dome comes over. Their back bumper is split from the car. Mm -hmm. We realize that the license plate is from Minnesota. And I don't know if this is a key to anything later in the season, but 0920EAW was their license plate. And I know from watching once that every single number is important in some regard. I, did anyone feel like the the dome when it came down and felt like Star Wars in the episode one when they're on the planet Naboo and they're putting the shield down? It does yeah. kind of look it, like it was that, very yeah. much the very exact same manner. And in it which reminds it was me of Harry created. Potter as well, like yeah. when they put the uh, protection spell over Hogwarts. And it was mm-hmm. also just like the show, the, the dome, do- like <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, yeah, literally, yeah. like the pilot the episode dome. of Under the Dome, like. That's exactly like cuts things like in half, like a cow get got cut in half. Yeah. It just it just reminded me exactly of that. They could have mm-hmm. switched it out and it would have been the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, domes aren't new concepts, but there was definitely <laughs> there. Were, whether it was a uh, paying homage to something else or just their idea, and they stole it from <clears throat> another show, that will remain. I guess <laughs> they know and we don't. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> but if you guys have any theories, then please let us know as well. Um, so the others are spying on Belle and Ariel, Ariel who makes her way to Storybrooke, and they say the home office was right. Ariel is here. Ariel arrives, gives the sand dollar to Belle, and it plays a message from Rumple. He says, I found a way to defeat Pan and live. But I need something in my shop. You'll know how to find it. And it's something to do with their love. So she immediately thinks of of the teacup, which I thought was smashed. I thought he smashed it, too. And then he puts it back together. Did he put it back together? I guess guess he repaired it. Magic. 
How? But how, to go back to that message, mm. that was literally straight Don't out of Star, Star Wars. Wars. Like, yeah. like, hello, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> like, literally. I, yeah. I appreciate that. I yeah. But you know what? That didn't bother me. It was still fun. I know. Yeah. I love it. I love keep giving us Star Wars references because yeah. it makes I me so happy. Star Wars yesterday. Because I was wondering what was going to happen when she got it, since Rumple said he couldn't tell Ariel because Pan has ears everywhere. So then he did his kind of like magic hand over it. So I was. Wondering I was like, well, when she gets it, what's going to happen? Is it going to, like, yeah. does she, is she going to hold, like, if it was a seashell, like, was she going to hold it up to her ear and, <laughs> like, very he talk to her? We haven't seen this type of magic in three seasons. Like, this is, it's messages the third season, and we fi- this is the first time where we've seen messages being sent across, well, for the first season, they didn't really have magic in Storybrooke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then last year, they were all about trying Astral projection. Yeah, I mean, com- they... In ways of communication. Yeah, and, I mean, they did find a way, you know, to communicate through the realms last year, but that was based on sleeping curses mm-hmm. and, you know, pits of fire and right, me of hell and stuff like that, so... And this um, is Rumple, dude. Yeah, like, and this Rump- is Rumple. He's, like, the most powerful, though, so... Yeah. There's not, you know, this is something that... This is the first time where he's a good guy. Yeah. And he wants to send a message. And and Pan said that, uh, well, Rumpel said that Pan has ears everywhere. So even the message that Rumpel sent to Bill had to be cryptic. Yeah, it was cryptic as well. I was like, this is very vague. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't just say the teacup straight up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the teacup, which is the symbol of their love, unlocks a hiding space. And inside the hiding space is Pandora's box. Belle obviously knows about this because she reads a lot, but she didn't know that it was a real thing. So this box could be the key to, I mean, it is the, the key to defeating Pan and helping Rumpel live. How do we, do we have any theories of how that'll happen? Um, uh, they'll open it. Here's a little tidbit. On, <laughs> yeah, here's a little tidbit on Pandora's box, thanks to my friend Wikipedia over cool. here. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, Pandora's box, box is an artifact in Greek mythology. Um, and the box was actually a large jar given to Pandora, which contained all the evils of the world. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they said that yeah, tonight, too. So. I wonder if there could be any repercussions where unleashing those evils will I mean, then... All magic but, has a price. Yeah, yeah. yeah the evil could turn and go take you out. There could be an even you know? bigger evil than man. <laughs> but you know what was left in the box when all the evil had escaped? Hope. Hope was still in the box. Yeah. So, I don't know how they're going to use it. Yeah. But. It's hmm. always dangerous going with the darker stuff because, I mean, what's to say it's not going to turn on you? Well, exactly. they always seem to have to go with the darker stuff because it's like they have to fight these these dark magic people mm-hmm. and light magic doesn't seem to be good enough. And even if it is, which is fairy dust, is all I can think of of really the light magic that they have or love. It's, you know, it's never really fought Regina or Rumpel or, you know, Pan successfully in the past. I mean, it's mm-hmm. brought people back, but, like, to fight them one-on-one, it's never worked. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to use bad on bad. Give in to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> so the Used others <laughs> who we haven't yet realized are Michael and John yet in the story, um, they hold a gun to Ariel and Belle. right after they find Pandora's box, and they want to know what the box is. Obviously, Ariel doesn't know what it is because she doesn't know what anything is. (laughs) (laughs) um, They tell, the others tell 
Ariel and Belle that they're working for Peter Pan, but unlike Greg and Tamara, who are patsies, which we think are pawns, um, we know who we're working for and what we're up against, and we need this to ensure that uh, we need to ensure that this box doesn't get back to Neverland. So, so they have to destroy it. Yes, and this is where Tiana had her revelation <laughs> that they are indeed Michael and John. I was so confident in it that I wrote it down. And uh, then Michael and John leave to go open the box. Or yeah, they were trying to open the box or destroy it. I think they're going to destroy, destroy it. it. Okay, destroy yeah. it. So Ariel and Belle escape by Ariel taking off the bracelet, and her fins end up breaking the ropes. Did anyone else oh, think that that's... she wouldn't be able to get her yeah, legs back that's after what the I thought bracelet was, gonna happen. was taken mm-hmm. off? It's like Regina never said you could take, take it, off it off and put, and put it, back it back on. on. She just said you had 24 hours with this. I don't know. So mm-hmm. I, I was a little scared that, oh, crap, now she's not going to be able to walk. We're going to have to carry her down to the ocean and throw her in and be like, hang on tight, girl. We're going to go get this. Put her in a tank. Yeah. I was say, put her in a, the bathtub. Yeah. Until, like, like, five days later. And then we see her, like, finally. I still, I wish we would have gotten to see Eric this episode. Or, like, a glimpse of him maybe just walking by. I don't know. I just, I want to know maybe that he's actually there. Maybe we have seen Eric and we just haven't realized it. Yeah. I don't know. I have a bad feeling about Eric, the Eric thing, but I'll save it for a prediction. Okay. You seem to be right lately, so I'm a little nervous. (laughs) I I got a tweet from someone about something fishy with Eric. (laughs) I I didn't mean to do that pun, but it worked out really well. yeah, they, they take off the bracelet, Ariel's fins break the ropes, and they automatically think head to the mines because that's where Michael and John will be to destroy Pandora's box. Ariel and Belle then convince them, Michael and John, that they can defeat Pan together. Do not break the box. And they, <laughs> they also are, throw They also throw a train car at them. Yeah, yeah. after yeah. they throw a train car at them. But Which they had somehow, plenty of time to dodge. <laughs> yeah, they had plenty of time to get out of the way. And from I'm that surprised thing, he didn't like, shoot the gun as it yeah, was coming at them. They but. stood there and looked at it and then like, freaked oh, out. Oh, they're good guys. And they're over 100 years old. Like, they probably can't really move yeah. that fast. <laughs> so. so they reveal that they do Pan's bidding, and in turn, he keeps them young and keeps Wendy alive, their sister. And it was very, it seemed very easy to convince Michael and John to be on the good side again. I think that they just, I mean, it's been how long and Pan hasn't let Wendy go yet. So these people are saying, hey, we have this thing right here that will defeat him and then you won't have to worry about him ever again as opposed to Pan not following through with his end of the bargain. Pan could still, you know, they could do what he has them do and then he could still just kill them all if he wanted to. Well, and see, the thing is, I, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I, I don't think the boys are evil. It's just their intentions no. and their actions. It's the means of which they're, which they're doing. It's like the things that you would do if you had a gun held to your head. You would yeah. probably rob a bank if someone yeah. had a gun to you, but yeah. you wouldn't do that under under any other circumstance. And, I, and yeah. I, think, I don't think they're bad. I think they're also, because it, it sounds like Pan is keeping them young because they've tried to defeat him before, and it was unsuccessful. That's when he stole Wendy and said, you have to work for me to mm-hmm. get her back. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't want to be young. It sounds like they want to just be do- mm-hmm. like be able to like be done with their lives and like live their lives normally. That's yeah. what it felt yeah. like. My thing is, 
It looks like the boys are older, are than, older Wendy than Wendy now. Well, they are because so. I think that to do Pan's bidding, they've had to go back to the the real world, and then they mm-hmm. age a little bit, and then maybe they go back to Neverland, and their time stops, and then they go back to the real world, and it they just, said Pan was yeah, keeping was like, them young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think keeping them young is he goes back to Neverland. But yeah. I want to know when Pan got Henry or got. Wendy, because the last time we saw Wendy, Neil when was Neil to went, keep her safe. It, it was the deal was you leave this family alone to Peter's shadow. He said, "Take me instead, but leave this family alone." So I'm assuming that Wendy had some lady balls and tried to save Bay. The thing is, we saw maybe Peter's shadow took Neil to Neverland. Yeah, but we don't. We never saw Pan actually take Wendy to Neverland. So I think Pan was the one. Was the one who went back. Yeah. Not the shadow. Mm, Not the shadow. Well, and that's kind of how it happens in, like, the the actual story. I would say, yeah, Yeah. I would say that since they struck that deal, you know, you take me and leave this family alone, I think that Wendy was so distraught over Neil doing that or Bay doing that for her when he had nothing, you know, like, she hadn't really done anything for him other than give him some bread and a place to live. And she wanted to save him, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't see wait. see her going off and it's, trying to find It's weird way to, to see this, like, circle of how everything is intertwined together. Because I was really wondering, because I know there was a lot of talk about Wendy being in the box, and I was, like, going back and forth between that and maybe it was Rumpel's dad, because yeah. I just didn't see how having Wendy there would really disrupt, like... Snow and Emma and everyone, mm-hmm. but then factoring in having like John and Michael being the new people working in the home office in Neverland, like that was a great way to tie mm-hmm. it in because I wanted it to be Wendy in the box, but then I just didn't see how it would be that compelling for everyone else to note because no one knows Wendy except for Bay. Yeah, we knew from last week that Freya Tinley, who plays Wendy, was going to be in this episode, so mm-hmm. we knew that we were going to see Wendy in some capacity, but I was not expecting for this her to be in her to be in neverland and in the box yeah um and just real quick rose just tweeted me and said that the chip cup was put back together in the season finale when rumple gave Belle the cure for her memory yeah so thank you thank you rose yeah also um i was thinking back to past episodes and remember that whole interaction between regina and rumple when regina says i have to find a pesky mermaid yeah mm-hmm. season two mm-hmm. yes it's all coming together mm-hmm. so they did like last week i said this whole ariel story seems like they just fit it in but clearly they had some foresight and did that last season so, anyways, let's talk about Neverland. Um, before we get to do that, I just want to mention to everyone who is watching us on YouTube, please take two seconds, go over to iTunes. You can find our after show for Once Upon a Time, as well as a million other shows that we do here. We do about 50 shows a week, including your favorites, 60. like Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and there are just plenty of them. If you're a fan of anything on TV, we probably have an after show for it. We so do check it. those out. And then also, if you could take... Take 30 seconds to just rate, subscribe, comment. We would love your feedback. I just want to give a quick shout out to Seven Nino, N E N O O. So, uh, thank you so much for writing a review this past week 
they mean a lot to us, and it kind of gives us some encouragement for doing the show. So, yes. thanks. <laughs> you're awesome. And, and then everyone who commented on YouTube this oh past gosh. week, your predictions, like, I'm always overwhelmed by, one, how spot on a lot of them are, yes. and two, like, it's it's so cool to have that interaction with, mm-hmm. you know, this is a... After Buzz is a place where, you know, fans watch the episodes and talk about them, and you guys giving your input, too, is just, it's so cool yeah. to hear. So We love it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Neverland. Let's start with the Save Henry crew and what they're up to. The Shadow, they figure, is a way that they can potentially get off the island. And Hook says... Uh, as they're on the quest to find the shadow, Hook says, thank you to Neil for being forgiving of the kiss between he and Emma. <laughs> oh, awkward. Awkward because <laughs> Neil didn't know about he this. He didn't hear. Even though, yeah, yeah, you were, what, 100 feet away? And yes, there wasn't a bridge, but he basically said, what happened between Emma and I and the kiss made me realize that I was over Mila, and I could move on. <laughs> but did he hear any of them? Like, it could it have been part of the spell that he could not hear what was going on? They I were kind of they whispering when they yelling. said that. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they were talking young, to him. Like, if I yelling. had talked to you softly, do you think people from 100 feet away would hear me? It's very romantic. Yeah, because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, when they, were ta- when they were actually talking to Neil when he was in that cage, they were yelling a little louder. Mm-hmm. And then when they were revealing the secrets, like even Mary Margaret and David, when they were talking to each other it was like oh my gosh I want a baby it just seems awkward because I thought that the whole reason why Pan set this up is so that the secrets would destroy them well and I mean obviously Pan knew even if he couldn't hear it in there like it was gonna come out like I mean three other people of the party know I thought that Hook did that intentionally that he said that intentionally like so that it would cause a rift between. Assume. No, but if you think about it, these secrets are slowly eating away at mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. they've already happened, but you can still see it's resonating throughout all their actions. Although today. by the end of the episode, Mary Margaret and David seem to be on good terms. Oh, that was a very long embrace. <laughs> that was that was a forgive you hug. I if you. I've ever seen one. Get, like mm. that moment when Hook and Emma were talking about kind of the whole like thing that he revealed to Neil. Can we just talk about how awesome Hook looked like the whole time? <laughs> like every single shot seemed to like punch in a little like closer to his face. I was like, your and, teeth are good. And his <laughs> eyes and just everything. I was just like so like like I, I was Flustered. like hard it was like hard to watch in like a good way. Because yeah. I was like, oh my god. Hook is so I like literally wrote he's down pretty. he's so hot, dashing, suave, nice, honorable. <laughs> I love him, hooker for life. Hookers for life. Hookers for life. <laughs> This has got to be a better hashtag for that. Yeah. I know that's the best hashtag. <laughs> there. It is. He tweets out hookers. Mm-hmm. He tweets out to his hookers, so he knows what's he knows what's going down. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I love that scene because um, I love how I mean this is jumping ahead a little bit, but I love how at different moments throughout the episode, both guys pull Emma away for like a little private one on one conversation, almost like pleading their case to her of. And she has Pick such chemistry with yeah. both of them. Yeah, and it's like, guys, she does have chemistry. But guys, we're stuck on an island right now <laughs> trying to defeat Peter Pan, who's this horrible, horrible person. And you want to talk about love? It You're trying you- to get in my pants right now? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> our kid is out there, and like this can wait until we successfully yeah. get home because who knows if we're all making it home anyway. So maybe her options will be down to one if one of them doesn't make it back home. She was really <laughs> the voice of reason in this entire situation, yeah. and she said ultimately she chooses Henry. That's her love. That is yeah. that is the that right is thing good. to do, especially choice. for her. Mm-hmm. An especially good way to delay having to make that choice. Backtracking (laughs) to Mary Margaret and David for a second, a theme that I've noticed this season especially is something that David said tonight, I thought that love meant sacrifice as well. And it seems like sacrifice is this huge theme this season where, you know, Rumpel is willing to sacrifice himself, um, Hook, Neil, all these characters are willing to sacrifice themselves for love. I guess, of someone. And her family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It's good to see that, um, you know, within that, because Mary Margaret thinks that, you know, David was being so selfish over the whole not telling her thing. And, I mean, I know, I... I, I, I get thought he was what, selfish, too, but after hearing his side of the story, I mean, I always kind of thought it was a little selfish, but I also think that if Snow were in the same situation, she would have done the same thing, so she didn't really have that big of a right to get that mad at him. And Snow would have freaked the beef out. Like, she would have freaked out and probably thrown a huge wrench in mm-hmm. the whole, like, idea of him even getting better. She would have never trusted Hook to go off alone with him, mm-hmm. like, because she doesn't really, like, she she likes Hook better than I think um, Charming does, but still, she doesn't fully yeah. trust him, I don't think. Yeah. So, I don't, I... But I still ugh. agree with what she said, that he should have believed, you know, that... When he came back, that he That she yeah. would have stayed here with him, you know, they could have built a treehouse together and, you know, fought off Lost Boys to the end of their ending days. Mm-hmm. Like, she wouldn't have left him behind. But then, you know, he also... They if she were to, so if, many babies. Yeah, <laughs> so many babies. Can you she, get pregnant in Neverland, though? Have you ever heard I of not so. being able to get pregnant on an island? Yes. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it'll just be interesting because even if she were, you know, she says she's okay to stay with him, but then that's basically abandoning Emma a second mm-hmm. time. And now she's a grown-up and realizes what's happening so I wouldn't want them to abandon their daughter again yeah. I guess is what they're I'm trying to find a way love always finds a way they will find a way so Hook and Emma have this moment that we were talking about while searching for the shadow Neil interrupts and the lights blow out in this cave where they are and apparently this is where the victims of Pan's shadows live or don't live the dark hollow <laughs> The Dark Hollow. Deathly Hollows? Yeah, what? Deathly, yeah, Deathly Hollows. That's what <laughs> I thought it. of. So, they have They're to light nerd. a candle. <laughs> Obviously, nothing is working since the, their lanterns blew out. Neil's trusty Zippo lighter from the 21st century doesn't work either. And the shadows start to attack. Pretty scary stuff. It reminded me a lot of the, um, what was that thing called? The Wraith from oh, last yeah. season. Right. Um, and Emma course has to use magic to ignite a flame which is what she just learned yesterday yes before they could stop it i thought that she was gonna have to choose between neil or hook in that moment i I was like this is too soon like this is no i don't want her to have to choose yet Mm -hmm. but i'm glad that she was able to just do a flick of the wrist and poof concentrate boom fire (laughs) capture the shadow and save them both from not having to get their shadows and they said the line that the uh 
the shadow gets drawn to the light, but it was really it got sucked. Yeah, yeah. it didn't yeah. seem the like shadow the didn't shadow. look like it. Not it. Like it was a choice light. Yeah. it was yeah. like a dark hole of light. Yeah, it wasn't like ooh, pretty light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was like no, I don't want to go in there. <laughs> exactly. But it said if the if the shadow or Neil said if the shadow is close enough to the light, it will suck it in. So oh, okay. she kind of held it up, and so it didn't even have a chance to get drawn so, to it. It just. Psh- it was kind of like Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It was like Ghostbusters. But it's very weird because when we saw Bay getting captured by the shadow, he lit the match and the shadow escaped. It like flew off away from the light. It wasn't sucked into the match that he had. And I wonder why that is. Because it was a magical coconut. It wasn't just a regular coconut. Yeah, it was a, it was yeah. a magical it was one. Magical. tool that he made yeah. to get the shadows. Okay. I like how the the holes were even poked in the top so it could breathe. It was like when you catch <laughs> bugs when you're a little kid. So they have the shadow in this coconut and they go to Tinkerbell to do her part. So mm-hmm. what do we think of this? I still am not 100% sure that I'm trusting Tinkerbell. Yeah. Because... <laughs> um you know, she's always been reluctant to help them until they had a sure escape. And now that they've kind of revealed their whole plan to her and then trusting her to go into Pan's camp, I feel like she could just go in there and warn Pan about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Did you guys feel that sexual tension between oh, Tank her. and oh, Neil? Totally. Yeah. She was, it's like, excited, surprised. She was like, hey, babe, you're all grown now. Yeah. yeah. I want some... You can definitely tell that they Tank had wants some a little history. Neil in her life. <laughs> Maybe she was, you know, part of the reason why he was able to escape. You know, he had his own little secret cave that Pan clearly must not have known about. So Mm -hmm. he had to have had someone looking out for him to um, help him through those times when he was on that island by by himself. (laughs) A little boy scared and trying to escape. (laughs) I think that Tinkerbell might have been maybe more like a motherly figure. Mm. Nah. Mm. No? Okay. She wants some. I mean, he was like 11 when he was there, guys. So, he was a little boy. And now so. she's like, you're all grown up now, yeah. Neil. It's a little weird for her to be like, hey, little boy. Did you see Once Upon I mean, a Time in Wonderland last Friday? Yes. I think what it might be is she's been on that island for so long, and there's so many young boys that she's like, oh, I know this guy. We have some, like, platonic history, but now he's grown up, and he's single. Potentially. Honey. <laughs> so, that's her version of Match.com. <laughs> Poor Tinkerbell. But my thing is that Tinkerbell, she's still grounded, right? She, she doesn't yeah. really have magical powers. She yeah. has the intelligence and she has the, the experience to know how to like help them get off the island, but she's still not magical. Mm-hmm. So, Let's talk about Pan, Henry, and Wendy. We finally see her. And um, it starts off with Pan talking to Felix, and he gets this sense that someone is leaving Neverland, of course, when Ariel left Neverland. And he tells that to Felix, and he says, we have a timetable, we need to get Henry ready, and it is revealed that Wendy is the one in the cage. Pan has Felix tell the people on the ground to get ready as well, and plan of theirs is enacted. He's kind of thought everything out like Pan does. Yeah, but they gotta push it up a little bit to have to do something to get Henry on board mm-hmm. faster than it's actually happening. Yeah. And I love that that Henry does question Pan 
in the beginning of this mm-hmm. episode um, for a little bit and yeah. before he just but, the- but Pan used that to his advantage yeah. because it's also yeah, he sent yeah. Felix and on purpose and right when I saw Henry behind Felix and over here Pan I'm like well Pan is doing this absolutely yeah. on purpose mm-hmm. to use Henry because like he's he's using Henry's distrust he's way in him he's smarter than that yeah. Yeah. and what I want Henry to remember is that he does know that his family's there and he knows that Peter Pan isn't a good person. So I still feel like even though Henry, you know, is going on board or, you know, following Pan, I think that P- that Henry is still trying to outsmart Pan. And I think that Henry is maybe a little bit smarter than Pan because Pan doesn't think that Henry is. He's smarter so, than we even give him yeah, credit for. Yeah, than we even give him credit for. Like, I really think that Henry is up to something on his own that Pan doesn't even know about. He does seem more naive this season than any other season that we've seen. But I think he's playing down okay. to it. Okay. I don't know. And they said the line that you're losing the boy. So we know that Henry is really smart and he's concocting something else. Yeah. I think he's kind of working his own angle on Pan here. And mm-hmm. Pan doesn't even see it coming so that when it, the time's right, he can... You know, take over or something. Yeah, Henry does look a lot older for some reason. This episode, I think it's because we haven't seen Henry in a while. Yeah, but it, when he was even standing next to Pan, I'm like, oh my gosh, because I remember Henry like in season one, he was a little boy, a little like thing. this yeah. really cute little boy. And three he has in. hit puberty now, yeah. and uh, he is and tall. That goes fast. I, I mean, <laughs> I bet you next season in Neverland his... for too long. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we got to get out of Neverland. <laughs> Maybe once they leave, they Neverland, have a timetable too. They leave Neverland <laughs> and then they fast forward like two years later. And <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So Henry follows Felix a little too close, but I mean, we kind of knew that this is all orchestrated. Leads him to Wendy, and she is faking sick and says that magic is dying on the island, and that's the only thing that can save her. Of course, after Henry leaves, Pan. Jumps out from behind the curtain and is like, thanks, Wendy, for doing that. Back in the box. And she's like, I hate lying to him, but then why did you do it? To save her own life. life. (laughs) To save her own life, save her brother. But you've been on, like, you know that this is bigger than you. You know that some, like, multiple people are going to die. So why not, you know, sacrifice yourself like everyone else is trying to do? And (laughs) you think that because of her history with Henry's father, which she even, you know, tells him a little bit about, even with that, the fact that his father sacrificed his own life to save your, to keep your family together back in the day. You think that that would be like enough for her to say, "No, I'm not going to do this." Mm-hmm. It give Henry some sort of signal or I something that if, I want to watch this over again. I I get so upset that we only get to watch it once, but that line, I wonder if there were clues that she said, said to Henry in that couple lines that yeah. would make that maybe it clicks for him as to what he needs to do. Because when then when Pan like sees him again, he's very quick to say yes. I'll do whatever, like, I'll do what you yeah. need me to That's do. That's why I think he's up to yeah. something yeah. else. I, I agree. And, I, yeah. and Pan, but, said, Pan said to Wendy, he's like, thanks for throwing that in there. So there were things. He didn't tell her exactly verbatim what to say. Mm-hmm. She kind of improvised it, and maybe they all did outsmart Pan. Mm-hmm. Didn't she, and didn't Wendy say uh, some line that the, because the island is losing the power, the power is fading, is it's affecting her more? Because she's not from there or something along those lines? And it's affecting Pan, too. Yeah, so... No one's it, from there. It had the front that she was lying, but I think under there was underlying truth to everything that she was saying. Yeah, because, I mean, that's something that, you know, they had said early on that the magic was dying through Neverland, and that's why Pan needed Henry, like, even when they were flying. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, and the the whole sun not being out thing we've talked about before too. How it's always dark there, and maybe that's, that's a sign of like of no magic because in the books, you know, whenever Pan arrives to Neverland is when the sun comes back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the sun's not there and Pan is there, like something is darkness wrong. is yeah. taken over. Island. But maybe Pan is the darkness that's so taken yeah. over, and that's why magic got taken away from him. And Marissa has a really good prediction she's working <laughs> on because her face is, and her mind is just going right now. You can see it in her eyes. Maybe, maybe Pan was once good, like, and mm. maybe that's kind of why he wants. Uh, that this is maybe for prediction, but like maybe that's mm. why he so wants Henry's heart because he wants to be able to maybe be good again and travel between worlds and leave Neverland and have the light come out. I don't know. There is that theory that everyone is born innately good and you can turn evil. So yeah. Yeah, maybe he did. I mean, he was a younger kid at one point, so. <laughs> <laughs> Pan shows Henry how to save magic, kind of, uh, when Henry gets back to camp. Henry confronts him and says, you were lying to me, and Pan gives him this whole spiel about how... Um, he did it because he didn't want Henry to feel pressure for saving one girl and her life. So he shows them where Skull Rock is, and it requires heroism, and it will be very tough to save magic, but this is what he needs to do. And that is the end of the episode. So... Mm. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Tiana, you got our news and gossip I for the week? I got your news and gossip, girl. Okay, so first things up. Um, congratulations to Once Upon a Time. They've been nominated for three People's Choice Awards. Yay! Um, favorite sci-fi fantasy TV show. Favorite sci-fi fantasy TV actor for Jennifer Goodwin. <sighs> yes! And my personal favorite... Favorite on-screen chemistry, Emma and Hook. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so um, I'll, I, I will say I did vote for that. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like a lot of relationships in the show, but I did vote for that I do one. like that one a lot. I thought it was favorite on-screen couple, because I did a story on it last week for another place, and I was very upset that it wasn't Emma and Neil. No, it's on-screen chemistry. chemistry okay. Yeah. Okay. So, for those two. So, mm-hmm. not couple, because they're not technically a couple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you guys can vote for that online. Also, to throw in the mix, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was nominated for a favorite new TV drama. So, still in the Once Upon a Time family. So, good to see that show getting a little love its first season out. Um, and then, tonight was also the premiere of Killing Kennedy. Really good. I have it recorded. Another <laughs> good one. I'll yeah. just say, I watched it. It's amazing. Jennifer Goodwin. Awesome. awesome. Jackie Kennedy. Yeah, we have yes. some pictures of her. She plays Jackie O. And I think that the casting's amazing. I think she looks like Jackie. That's not even her in the detailed picture. Um, Can we see the next one, Steven, please? Yeah, that's her as Jackie O. Side-by-side comparison. That's awesome. If you are listening to this, you should see these pictures. They'll be on our website. And she looks dead on as Jackie O. The only sad thing is that it premiered on Nat Geo. Sunday night at 8 p.m. the same time as Once Upon a Time. So the people, win-win situation yeah, for Jennifer Goodwin. Win-win for her. She was live tweeting about that um, tonight, which so was really interesting, which was really though. cool. She gave a lot of like tidbits of, "Oh, this really happened." Yeah, yeah. So that's I. I mean, I set my DVR because clearly I had to watch Once Upon a Time first, and then I will go watch it. But um, I'm hearing nothing but great things about it. Um, 
Also, um, I have a story to share with you guys. Okay. Um, you're going to be time. mad at me a little bit. So I went and saw Thor right before I came here tonight. <gasps> and I was sitting there like, and <laughs> and right as I sat down and the movie was starting, Raphael Savage walks in and sat like <laughs> his kids sat next to me and then he sat next to them. And um, so I was like having a mini freak out, but I couldn't talk because the movie had started. <sighs> and then after the movie was over and the end thing rolled, like they got up and left and I didn't get a chance to talk <gasps> to him. I couldn't find him anywhere. So I was so bummed about that. But How can you not find him? He stands out. I know, <laughs> but he was like, God, like the whole rush of the theater left. So I was really sad, but I did get to sit next to him watching Thor, which is funny since um, Josh Dallas was in the first Thor movie and then couldn't be in this one because of conflicts for once upon a time. Crazy. That is my... Oh, Maybe we my. can get Ralph yeah. Yassabarge. He, yeah. he has called yeah. into yeah. our show one time. Yeah. So. I, I read your notes and I saw Josh Dallas was oh. in the first one of Thor and I thought that you ran into Josh Dallas oh my God. and I got so excited. <laughs> oh I would have got kicked out of the arc light if Josh Dallas <laughs> had been there. Because I would have left over seats and chairs and yeah. everything just to see it. Um, and just so that everyone else knows, I'm not going to show the pictures or talk about what's on the pictures, but there are a lot of pictures online right now with spoilers, spoilers yeah. about who makes it back to Storybook um, when that Don't time comes. It. So I'm not saying anything about it, but if you want to find those pictures and see who of the cast has been spotted around Vancouver lately. That's yeah. where they shoot, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I want to go look, Vancouver. but I don't want to yeah. go look. Yeah. It's like, I'm really conflicted. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to be the one to ruin it for people, but you can, you have that option to go. And that is Tiana's News and Gossip for Cool. For Yay. So, uh, let's get some predictions in here, guys. And now, you're after Buzz uh, you go first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, my, my wheels were turning earlier. Uh, <laughs> so remix of the predictions. Wait, Um, I'm having way too much if, fun in here. No, that's okay because we're all having fun. Uh, what if Pan was possessed by something, which made him turn dark, which made him, which made Neverland like go all crazy? Oh, mm. like he, something is. Something dark, some evil dark force is like possessing him or something. I think he's just a dark dude. Or maybe <laughs> his I mean, heart went dark, like yeah. Mary Margaret. Yes, yeah, so something's like obviously had to affect him. Because right now we think that he's a good guy. Well, like we know that from other stories that we think Pan's good, but in mm-hmm. this version he's bad. What if he actually really is good, but? He's been possessed by something to make him bad. Mm-hmm. I just feel mm-hmm. like there's some history with Rumpel's father that made him a dark person. Because it's possibility. Have it's we any? Just... Have we heard any casting news about Rumpel's, Rumpel's father? I, not yes. That. Oh, we have. Yeah, oh. I, I talked about it, Kathy. You yeah. sit next to me every week. <laughs> I, there's so I, much information. I reported on it like three weeks ago. I can't remember his, yeah. the actor's name, but he has been cast, and okay. we will be meeting Rumpel's father. Yeah. So um, in like, the next probably three episodes. I think that, I mean, this isn't really a theory, much more so as an observation, but we've seen in flashbacks to Neverland Past, where, you know, Hook and his brother come onto the island, it's light outside. They've been there for five days, and it's been dark the entire time. So, that, I mean, I think that once... Peter became dark. The island then became, but a he, dark place. but and he was dark though when Hook first arrived. 
I don't was think it, that he I was would, completely dark. Yeah, yet. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. completely dark, but he we knew he was devilish yeah. and cunning. Yeah, but we don't know if he was a completely dark person mm-hmm. at that yeah. time. And one of the first things he said uh, when we met Peter Pan was that people like. Neverland is built on everyone's beliefs and people have stopped believing in and magic him. and stuff. So it reminded me of, you know, the whole Peter Pan story where you have to clap for Tinkerbell. I, like, do, I, I do believe in fairies. I do. So maybe yeah. that is a little bit to do with it because, I mean, if we're going back to today's today in our world, you know, there's so much technology and new stuff around us that, you know, maybe people did start not believing in fairy tales as much anymore. Yeah. So that drive to save Peter is like it slowly started eating at him that people weren't believing him in him anymore and that's what made him dark my something. thing is is that because people aren't believing on the island now that we have the whole safe henry crew they all believe in magic don't you think the island would turn a little bit but he never said more that, people are there because he never said people on the island stop yeah. believing he said people in, in general, general like in general. The, world. the world's beliefs of magic is what fuels neverland okay. so you know five people and that's why he had that's um, like Rise of the Guardians you know yeah. you, you gotta believe in Santa <laughs> so, Aww, so Santa. Um, another observation that someone tweeted me and I'm so sorry that I don't have uh, your Twitter handle up but thank you for whoever did this um, they tweeted me that the castle from last week's episode Prince uh, Eric's castle was very very similar to the castle um, that we saw in the Miller's Daughter episode. And there were flags Ooh. that were the same thing and, like, a lot of similarities. If you go back and look, like, that, they're nearly identical. Mm-hmm. So if Prince Eric is somehow related to um, the prince that Cora ended up marrying. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I had someone tweet me um, at Yelly Loves Vamps. Um, she said, what if Neverland and Pan were all generated from Rumpelstiltskin's imagination because of his abandonment issues mm-hmm. with his dad and that's why in order for him to die Pan has to die because it's like his They're imagination. Wait, I have a prediction. Kinda, yeah, and I, and I still want to say that my prediction about Prince Eric is that he's either dead or he already got remarried to whoever like in this fairy tale you know, the original Indies that he gets yeah. married to someone else oh and Ariel gosh. never gets to be with him. So what if he fell in love with someone else and that married would be her? Dark. Oh, so that would, that not even. With yeah. So that's my. Favorite. I think he works at the sardine factory. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said last week, I I still think it this week. Hook is going to sacrifice himself for Henry, and he will he will be dead. I think he's going to be a major character that dies, and I hate yeah. that that's going to happen, but I think it's going to happen. Keep saying, I Bill, I will see you now. Like you know, at first it was he wasn't going to go back, and this episode he said multiple times, like I can make it back, I can make it back. I'm oh, talking Rumble. about Hook. Yeah, yeah Rump. No, I said Hook. Oh, you're saying Hook. Yeah. Sorry, I said I'm Hook. thinking Rumpel. I think Hook is going to die. I don't die. think Rumpel's oh. going to die. No, Rumpel's not going to die. Yeah, Rumpel's not going to die. That's what I And he's one of the most interesting characters. So, where can people find you guys to keep the conversation going? Marissa. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at TV, And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at KeatonM33. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. You can find me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. Please keep the conversation going all week long, and we will be back here next Sunday for another after show for Once Upon a Time. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later!
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.